850 KFUO worldwide at KFUO.org. We're also on 105.3 here in St. Louis. That's FM. And, of course, you can find our talk programs, including this segment, available as podcasts as well. It's time now for our moment for the family with Dr. Mary Mann Simon. Hi, Mary. Hi, Gary. Mary, I'm amazed that we never run out of interesting topics to talk about. Even if I dealt with the topic years ago as a dad or face a similar subject with our teen grandchildren today, there are new issues. Change is the only constant, especially when we're talking about children and families in today's society. So what's today's subject about? The security shadow? Students regularly go through lockdown drills in school. After a recent shooting on a college campus, students said they knew exactly what to do. They had gone through so many lockdown drills through the years of elementary, middle, and high school, they knew what to do without a teacher telling them. Making schools safer has become a never-ending issue. Parents spend a lot of money on bulletproof backpacks, even though I've never heard of that. (laughs) You brought that to my attention here. And schools install metal detectors at each door. Uh, States spend millions of dollars on ballistic shields for their school police officers. But it seems like we can never do enough to prevent tragedies. The sheer number of these incidents is why we're talking about the security shadow today. What do you mean by the security shadow. I didn't know what else to call it, Gary. School shootings don't only impact the individual school where the event takes place. These tragedies have a broader impact that reaches far beyond that school playground. Each time there's an incident, I wonder if we become a little bit more immune to the violence. Being desensitized can reduce our emotional response to an incident. I've noticed that happens to me. It happens to all of us to a greater or lesser degree. After an episode, school-based mental health providers offer intervention for students. Every child has a story to tell, even if they didn't see or hear anything. So the job of the counselor, or even the parent, is to listen. That's the first step. Sometimes it isn't enough. Kids in nearby schools might be afraid to go back to school. Even in distant locations, a student might be worried about copycat killers or other threats. I'm guessing that students who were directly affected by the tragedy need special help as they struggle to cope. Many need long-term assistance. So does the trauma ever go away? Some counselors say that closure is a myth. Normalcy is elusive. However, with support and help from a lot of people, these students can recover and move forward. All of us in the security shadow can do that too. I would think a strong Christian background would be a great help. Reframing the tragedy can shift the perspective to look at ways to grow and learn through the episode. That takes a great deal of faith. When there's a tragedy, we tend to look through a glass darkly. As St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, we have an imperfect view of reality when we look in a mirror. After a school tragedy, we see through a lens of fear and worry. There are really no easy short-term answers or solutions. But St. Paul reminds us that even though we can't see things clearly now, one day we will. And that is a promise we can cling to regardless of what happens. Thanks so much for being on the program today, Mary. Thank you. We are listener-supported KFUO at KFUO.org, the messenger of good news.